Hello and welcome to another episode of Stratcom Talks. I'm your host, Jafar Hasnan. Today we are going to be talking about diplomacy during the Second Karabakh War. And to discuss it in detail, joining me today is Ms. Nigar Arpadarai. She is a member of the Azerbaijani parliament. Thank you very much, Ms. Arpadarai, for joining us today on this important podcast. Let me begin by asking you, it's been more than one year since the end of the Second Karabakh War. Tell me, how do you uh, look at the events that unfolded between September and November of 2020? What are your thoughts on it today? Uh, well, thank you for your question. Uh, for Azerbaijan, first of all, it was the completion of the process of self-determination, which started with demise of Soviet Union. The conflict and the occupation of Karabakh and Zangezur started within USSR and continued into early years of independence. But with continuing occupation, there was never a feeling of completeness of Azerbaijani independence, if you see what I mean. Now it's different. Yes, some uh, issues remain and we still have a piece of territory under mandate of peacekeepers, but it's a different dynamic. We know what we do. We know where we go and the years to come, we are going to be, the years are going to be uh, the years of return of refugees and repopulation of lands, which were ethnically cleansed and destroyed, as well as gradual reintegration of Armenian minority into Azerbaijani society. All in all, we know uh, we're now at the stage of post-conflict reconstruction. The risks of Armenian revanchism remain as the Armenian political system is still there and it's built on the territorial claims to neighbors various historical grievances, most of them uh, fake ones, and the idea of supremacy of one nation over others. But this revanchism is not uh, substantiated by any real resources. Armenia is a weak now, and it's a direct result of the policies of Armenian governments of last three decades, uh, be it uh, Kocharyan, Sarkisyan, or Pashinyan, the leaders. Um, can this revanchism be reignited? Uh, yes, quite possible. Various external forces who are interested in the stabilization of the region can try to do it. But again, uh, such attempts will fail because there is no fundamentals for it. Uh, one of the main consequences of the, the occupation of Azerbaijani lands is that finally there is a chance for reintegration of South Caucasus as a region uh, because for three decades South Caucasus was fragmented mostly due to Karabakh conflict. Now we can uh, both build up a regional economy and reintegrate as a region into wider geography. Azerbaijan is ready to do that. We want to overcome the heritage of conflict, build lasting peace. Uh, is Armenia ready to do it? If you ask me, we will see. Various statements are not enough. There should be steps. Uh, for example, a very simple and obvious to start with uh, Armenia and Azerbaijan should make mutual recognition of each other's territorial integrity. Uh, we are ready to do that regardless of old grievances um, in order to move forward. Our president has made it clear several times. Armenians avoid it so far. There's a very clear se sequence of steps that will bring lasting peace. We just need to go this way. My personal take on this is that Armenia is quite far from uh, the transformation that is required to integrate with neighbors. The problems of this country are deeply rooted in, the, uh, in their constitution and political uh, and party system, their ideology. Okay, now, uh, Ms. Arpadarai, moving forward, since the topic of discussion today is diplomacy during the Second Karabakh War, I want to ask you whether or not 
Azerbaijan won diplomatically against Armenia during that time, because certainly there was a military front as well. And we all know Azerbaijan turned out to be victorious. But what about diplomacy? Do you think Azerbaijan also won on the dip diplomatic front uh, during the Second Karabakh War? Uh, well, if you mean diplomacy as an alternative alternative to war, then probably yes. I think yes, Azerbaijan won on diplomatic platform, uh, field as well. The situation in Karabakh was moved from war to no war situation with signing of trilateral statement in November 2020, if you remember. Since then, uh, despite numerous incidents, by and large, this agreement holds. Apart from it, there is also a joint monitoring center where Russian and Turkish officers work together on watching that peace sustain. But on the other hand, diplomacy is still necessary to move from this transitional situation to a sustainable permanent one, uh, where there will be no need for any external oversight and peace between communities prevail. There is also a lot to be done to normalize it uh, on Armenian, um, Azerbaijan-Armenian state border. Uh, well, yes, diplomacy won, but there are still uh, lots of things to be done, and we are ready to do that. We will be, um, we will be delivering our fair and just position on any uh, possible platform. Okay, then let me ask you, what kind of lessons uh, do you think uh, the international community can learn from Azerbaijan's diplomacy during that time? Uh, well, that's a very good question, I would say, because one sad discovery we made was that international law is broken. For three decades, the very clear resolutions of UN Security Council requesting, demanding withdrawal of occupying forces uh, of Armenia from Azerbaijani territories remained unenforced. And when Azerbaijan, using its right to self-defense, enforced them itself, we faced pressure from various states and pressure groups against us. The international law and justice simply did not work the way they are uh, supposed to work in our case. Armenia was actively using crusading rhetoric, telling the story of a small civilized Christian nation surrounded by Asian barbarians. It all looked very surreal, bearing in mind that it is in fact Armenia who barbarically destroyed hundreds of Azerbaijani towns and villages with 100% ethnicity based on cleansing on them. A number of large countries looked at the situation not from the point of view of law and justice, but from the point of view of short-term interests. So my hope is that through international law, though international law is broken, it's still mendable. The reason why I say that uh, is that despite numerous attempts to build up anti-Azerbaijani coalition in international organizations, all such attempts failed for two, two reasons. First of all, Azerbaijani position was transparent, fair, and compiled with law. Our president did an enormous job of delivering Azerbaijani message to the world, both through international media and friendly countries. So uh, there is hope, I think. Okay, I would just want to follow up uh, on uh, this question. Now, certainly the international law was broken when it comes to the region of uh, Karabakh, Karabakh, but now... Now that Azerbaijan has recaptured its uh, rightful territory from Armenia, don't you think it's also a victory for international law? I think so. I think so. And I think it was important um, because even when we had this war, you know, um, 44 days war, Azerbaijan never did anything against international law. Even the military operations were 
all based on international law. We never harmed, we never, uh, let's say, targeted any civilians. We've been uh, trying to hold the war of 21st century. And I think that it, this is actually the fact. Uh, many others, uh, let's say, researchers, many other experts are discussing now the way that Azerbaijan was holding this war. So for us, yes, it's the victory of international law as well. Okay. Uh, now, uh, Ms. Arpadarai, moving forward, I just want to ask you, what do you think future holds for the region of uh, Karabakh? Because certainly there are still many uncertainties, uncertainties which, which still remain in place, primarily from the Armenian side, as you said in one of your earlier responses. So uh, keeping that in mind, what do you think future holds for this region? And uh, I'm going to ask you one more question after you answer this one. Uh, well, yes, as I said, the risks of Armenian revanchism remain as their political system is still there. It's built on the territorial claims to neighbors and fake historical grievances. Unfortunately, this is still the case. But um, about future of the region, I can say that it's the rehabilitation of um, transport links in South Caucasus will have positive effect on economies. It will also help the region to become closer uh, to various markets, old and new ones. Uh, from Central Asia to Eastern Europe, a number of countries will benefit from Zangezur Corridor and other similar projects. What is also important, uh, that peaceful South Caucasus will open doors uh, for regional security and economic deals. Uh, there is an ongoing discussion about 3 plus 3 format, Azerbaijan, Armenia, um, Georgia, Russia, Turkey, Iran. It may take time, uh, but, uh, but it's common sense. It's a common sense project and therefore will happen sooner or later, I believe. Apart from it, peace will also facilitate uh, more efficient cooperation with other large players such as EU, um, CIS and others. Well, um, I'm optimistic in terms of future of the region. The history takes it uh, takes uh, the history takes its course, and South Caucasus is doomed to be the place of peace and prosperity. I believe. Indeed, it is. Now, uh, Mr. Arpadarai, before I let you go, now we have uh, talked about the role of the international community in the region many times uh, before as well. I just want to ask you, what kind of role do you think the international community can play right now? Because certainly, over the past uh, three decades the international community largely ignored Azerbaijan's uh, rights in the region. But uh, given the fact that Azerbaijan has recaptured its rightful territories, do you think now the international community can uh, uh, finally do some uh, uh, reflection, self-reflection, and perhaps uh, do something in order to uh, make uh, right what it did wrong in the past? Well, uh, first of all, we, we discussed it a couple of times that international community, unfortunately, uh, failed its, its job, like, like OEC means group, for example. I think that it failed its job. Um, and at this moment, I think that international community can, uh, can uh, somehow contribute to building, let's say, a positive uh, dialogue between Azerbaijan and Armenia and can push Armenia, can explain Armenia uh, that um, the only way for them to go out of the crisis is to build proper relations with uh, their neighbors, especially with Azerbaijan and Turkey. And uh, you know that Armenia has a very toxic lobby in uh, United States of America, in Europe. And uh, I think that if they want to help Armenia, they should really um, 
make sure that Armenia is transformed from this revanchist idea to a normal relations and cooperation idea. Because again, this is the only way for them to go out of the, um, of the crisis that they are in now. And they have to reconsider their ideology and political system uh, because, um, because this is um, actually, otherwise they are doomed, you know. Um, well, for us, uh, we will be uh, focusing on building and on uh, reconstructing Karabakh because it's completely looted to the ground. You've seen it with your own eyes, I think. Um, this is our main idea, to have peace in the region, to have cooperation in the region. And step one is to um, make Armenia uh, recognize Azerbaijan's territorial integrity. And the international community can uh, support this process somehow. So this is the way they can do it. I believe the international community should support this process because the international community itself recognizes Karabakh as a part of Azerbaijan. Absolutely, because Karabakh is a part of Azerbaijan. Indeed it has always it been and it will always be. Indeed it is, indeed it is. Thank you very much, uh, Ms. Arpadarai. It's always a pleasure talking to you. I really appreciate your taking out the time and also your analysis. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for supporting us, for having this discussion. It's my pleasure. All right. And uh, thank you to our audience for tuning in. Until next time, goodbye for now.